Okay. I mean, you have the most tragic story that I have heard, you know, out of all my, all the people that I've ever met. I think your story is the, the, the saddest, most tragic story. And, mm-hmm. um, but I am so glad that you kept your faith and that you're still moving forward. Mm-hmm even though you could have given up a long time ago. Mm. And so what I wanted to do today is basically have you share your story with us. Mm. And maybe I could ask you some questions along the way. And, um, but really it's, it's, it's up to you what you want to share. So, so how, how does that sound? Yeah, it's a, uh, it just sounds good. It sounds good. Okay. Yeah, I can okay. just share what I can. Mm. Okay. Well, why don't we start at at the beginning? Where, where did you grow up? Um, where did you grow up? Yeah, uh, I grew up in the Congo, in my country, in the DRC, and uh, the city of uh, Kinshasa is like uh, our capital, capital mm. city. Yeah. What is the what is Congo like? Yeah, Congo is uh, in a big country in Central Africa. And uh, I can say in other ways, it's a very rich country by each uh, resource, natural resource, like a mm. lot of things. But uh, the, yeah. nation is, the nation is, a, is living a very poor, poor life. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Um... Mm. Congo has lots of rich natural resources, mm. rubber, cobalt, diamonds. Mm. May, do you guys have gold, gold too, yeah, or not? The gold too, the gold too. Gold, gold. Yeah. And so the problem is that um, the Europeans came and they pillaged everything, right? Exactly. They turned, exactly. they, they, they basically enslaved people. They stole the rubber, exported it. The Dutch, mm. I think the mm-hmm. Dutch were, were, the, were the most, but then mm. the French came too, which is why you speak French. Exactly. Um, I think Joseph Conrad wrote a book called Heart of Darkness that mm-hmm. is about the Dutch colonization of um, the Congo and the horrors of that. Um, so I think that's one reason why, even though there's so much resources, mm. or there were, Mm-hmm. And there still are the Congolese people are more poor compared to the Europeans and the Americans, it, right? Exa- exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and now obviously mm-hmm. the Middle East and, and East Asia too. So um, I guess um, what what did your parents do? Were you guys poor, or or where did you fall in the in the socioeconomically? Uh, when I was in the Congo, so mm-hmm. yeah, when you were in the Congo. Yeah, uh, I I want to say that uh, I grew up very well because uh, my dad and the mom they had the possibility to to take care of us. My dad was working and my my mom also was working. And mm-hmm. uh, when I finished my high school, I worked also in a telecommunica- telecommunication company in the Congo. Is uh, mm-hmm. called Vodafone. Yeah, I, I was working also. Yeah, I was working also. 
I mean, I won't say that my life was was better when I was in the Congo. Um, and you know, you said your life was better in the Congo. What what changed? Why did you have to leave the Congo? Yeah, good question. Uh, my life was better in the Congo when my dad and mom wasn't left. But when the story came, when they killed my my mom and my dad, everything was changed. So I had no job. I couldn't do anything. And uh, it was for me to be supposed to leave country because I had mm -hmm. nothing. My life changed everything, no study, no work, everything. And can you explain to me um, the story about how your dad died and why you had to leave? Yeah, my, my dad died in 2016. Is, uh, mm -hmm. By the milice, they killed him. It was uh, the reason of uh, the politics because my dad was uh, and uh, the oppo opposite part. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's he why he was he was killed. And, I see. Uh, so mm -hmm. he was the. You're saying that he was part of the opposite political party to the people who currently were in the government in 2016. He Yes, he was opposite of a government party. And what was his what was his role? Was he uh, was he running for office? Was he journalist? What 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 did he do? Yeah, he was running to office, mm. and uh, in the election time he was doing uh, the propaganda different cities of country. Mm. If you know the word the propaganda. Yeah, like pro like pro like um doing the campaign to yeah. to raise the support and exactly. uh, get, get the traction for the political party. It's, you said propaganda. I, I'm saying, I guess it's probably the same root word as propaganda, but um, in, in the sense that political messages. Yeah. Mm, mm. This is what he was doing. And uh, he had the office about uh, this, this part, this part of political. Having meeting a lot of things he was doing about about uh, this uh, this part of of mm. political. Mm. Okay, um, and so your dad was um, assassinated. Who who do you think who do you think sent people to kill him? Yeah, my dad was assassinated, but. Uh, it's it was difficult for me to know to know these people because uh, mm -hmm. they was like wet the mask they wear the black mask you can't mm. know their face you can't see them there was yeah. four people I see just four people they come inside house and they kill that and they do what they did they took everything from house but to know mm. their face I couldn't know them wow. but uh, you... mm. Um, so th they came into your house when you were there. Yeah. When I worked there. Wow. Can you, can you explain that, um, like what happened and in the timeline and, and what happened when they killed your dad? Yeah. The first time when my dad was in the city, come back after three nights, after three days, uh, we we were watching watching TV. Me and my dad, my sister, and me. Uh, around one p.m. one a.m. in the morning, like uh, twelve twelve a.m. one a.m. in the morning. I hear 
I hear we hear people they was knocking the, the door mm. and they, when they knocked the door my dad said he told me and my sister he said uh, go to your room go to sleep I asked a question to dad why you you want us to go to sleep but we are watching TV he said no I want to talk to the people I know those people who knocking the door and uh, we mm. obey to all that then we go to our rooms go to sleep I hear he he opened door and the people come inside he was uh, discussing with them with them I hear something like about the politics and uh, my dad was saying that I don't want the problem here because I have my my children I don't want to have uh, any problem I don't want anything from here in my house they had discussion mm. like uh 30 to 40 minutes and after that I hear the people gone and uh, I get out of my room. I I ask my dad. I I ask that I say uh what's happening and this time you are talking about political and there's some stuff that you say that you don't want uh, something in your house. You have the children. What happened? My dad said uh I will tell you tomorrow go back to sleep. And then he turned off the TV. Uh I go back to sleep. And uh, he goes to work in the morning, and I was that time I was working also. And when he come back, and I come back, I asked that, uh, can you tell me about uh, the problem you had in the night with uh, people that come in the house? He said, this is not important to tell you about this again. Just forget about this. And I try to respect mm -hmm. his word, what he said. They don't want to talk, so... I respect his world. I leave it, Jack. Mm -hmm. And uh, three days after, yeah, three days after, the same time at night, my dad, we was watching TV as usually we do every every night. And uh, after a few minutes, my dad go to, to sleep. And I hear the people knocking door again. And uh, I was afraid to go and open the door. I... I was afraid. I didn't like to to open door, and I feel like they are knocking by force, coo -coo -coo -coo, by force. Mm. And I say, mm. okay, let's go. I can't open. I go to open door. When I try, like I touch the door, I want I want to open. The people force it. They force the door, and the day mm. they come inside. When they come inside, the first thing was that I was with my phone in the hand. They take my phone and. They took one of my hand, the other, the other one hand, and they cut me like this. And they one starts. I already mm -hmm. saw that four people. I I see mm -hmm. four people. They come inside the house. They they wear white arms, and they wear mask. Mm. Yeah, they put me something black here, and they say they ask me where is your your dad, and I say. How can you ask my dad by force and at this time? Like, oh, you are, look, you are with arms and a lot of stuff and they can't, I don't know even you, your face. This. Show us yeah. your daddy's, your, your daddy's room. And when my dad here, he wake up, he come. And when he come, they directly uh, give him help. And my dad, when they give him face, they say, why are you killing me in front of my heart, my my son, why you do that? Why you do that? They they kill him again.
And after that, they start torturing me as I send you the, the photo. That's what happened. They torture, they torture me and they follow my sister in her room. And uh, they forced her in the way of uh, sexuality, everything they did. And it was uh, like 40 or 30 minutes, something like that. They take everything was, they took everything was in her, her home, all the belongings, uh, the laptop, TV, everything. And they leave. And uh, the last word that they said, you have a chance and your sister, you have to leave the country. Because if we come back again, we found you here, we will kill you and your sister. And uh, I didn't say anything, just because it was painful, my body was wet, the blood and everything. was crying, uh, my dad and uh, my sister, she was in her room crying also until when she came out of her room and uh, we... We didn't take a lot of time just seeing her looking at her dad and then we get out of house. Uh, we go to the police the same night and we, we explain police everything what happened and the police come in her house or the police took us to wait uh, the ambulance car, bring us in the hospital. We had some treatments in the hospital like we had like a two weeks there in the hospital. And after that, we couldn't go back home because uh, we were afraid of, we didn't go, we didn't like to go back home. The police tried to tell us, no, we will protect you. Everything will be fine and don't be afraid because this is, I say, no, we can't go back home. We want to go to our church. And uh, me and my sister, we, we go to our church. Um, we meet our pastor, we explain situation. Uh, many people went to her house, they go to check and uh, everything they did for her dad, the funeral, everything. And after that, after a few, like it was like after one week, we were again, we were in the church like it was on a Sunday. And uh, we hear a lot of people are crying out and very loud people. When we try to get out of church, we see that the people are running. It was another problem, all the city. And it was during mm. the elections. Mm. Yeah, killing people, torturing people, betting people. And when we get out, me and my sister, we get out of, of the church. We have met like three, three people. There was a uh, with uh, the house, three people. It was just just me and my sister. Lot of people we meet. This uh, military. There was normal military normal. Mm -hmm. Without to cast, you can know their face and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are they are they are they government or are they just militia? Like um, who 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 do they work for? Uh, I guess they work for the government. Government military. Government. Yeah. Govern government they, they, militia. They, okay. Not not really not really government. They are like uh, the opposite of another Yeah. The opposite people like from yeah, they come. It's uh, the word they can call like uh, rebel. The rebel. rebels. Oh the okay. rebels. So, yeah. okay. So these these are people who are who who are not happy with the current government. 
Exactly. The rebels. Okay. Rebels. Mm. Okay. And mm. so then they did. Did they kidnap you, or did you choose to go with them on purpose? Oh uh, no, they they was they came to us. Yeah, and the way that to do to do bad things on us, like a killing of or whatever they can do on us. Mm. And uh, yeah, they tried to go to my sister and uh, her friend, and and they tried to help my sister until we separate. I go my way, mm. and my sister go the way. And from there, mm. from that time, I never see my sister. And uh, I was working in a forest until I get another city. I get out of another city. Yeah. So mm. are you saying that 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 was the last time you ever saw your sister in person face to face? It's the last time. Yes. Wow. It was the last time. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. It's really sad. Okay, so then you started to walk through the forest by yourself alone. Yes, I tried to walk through the forest by myself until uh, I get out of Kinshasa to another city. It's uh, the city called like uh, Lubumbashi. Lubumbashi, yes. And uh, after that, I meet a guy who helped me to get me out of this city. When he th I told him the story. And he heard about uh, my dad was killed about for the political. And they said, you can't stay in the Congo. As those people told you that uh, wherever mm. they will found you, they will kill you. This is the truth. They will, they will do that. So you mm. can get out of, of the country. So the man mm. helped me. He was like uh, for 50, 50, for 45 years old. And uh, he helped me to go to Angola. Why, why did this? Why did this man help you? How did you know him? Honestly, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. It's, uh, and the help he did is was not if for paying money to get him out of Congo, because uh, Congo and Angola we can go without money. Mm. Yeah, because it's a border yeah. country, so you can go free. He did, he, did, me. He drive, did he drive you there or drive you to Angola? Yeah, he, he has a motorcycle. He drives motorcycle. Me. Yeah. Okay. And uh, at his home, he helped me very much. Mm. Mm. Now, at this point, I mean, you sent me a photo um, saying that those guys, they stab you, they stab you in, the, in the butt, right? Yes. How, how were you able to walk through the forest if they had stabbed you? It wasn't easy to do that. It was not easy. It was uh, very mm. difficult. And uh, I could do it. I did by my force to do it because to save my life. Mm. I could, I, yes, I couldn't stay in Congo anymore. And, mm. and that day, I couldn't yeah. stay. I was uh, suffering mm. with the pain, with everything on my body, the blood in my body. And mm. I just decided to force myself. Were you experiencing like symptoms of uh, blood loss, very tired, mm. drowsy? Mm. How were you feeling? It was a very lazy, feeling very lazy, feeling like mm. uh, my head is turning. Yes, yes. Mm. I see. Mm. Okay, so then you got to Angola. And then what did you do when you got to Angola? 
When I go to Angola, I stayed with a man, the man who helped me from Congo, uh, Lubumbashi. He connected mm. me with uh, a Congolese man who lives in Angola. And then mm. he explained the situation, always my situation in the Congo. My family, mm. my dad was mm. uh, satinated and the man in Angola, we, we stayed like, I can say one month, like three weeks, one month almost. And mm. he sees that I can't stay in Africa. Mm. Yeah, I can't be staying in Africa. And mm. uh, even that, he couldn't help me very much staying in Angola. And they said, okay, the way we can do it, I don't know what, where, where you can do, where, where you can go now and which country you can go now to live and uh, be mm. safe for your life, to protect your life. And mm. he tried to say that, can I send you to Turkey? Because Turkey mm. is outside of Africa. So there I, you can meet some people who live in there in the Turkey. They can, they can accommodate you. You can stay with them. I yeah. say, I don't know. I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone in Turkey. I don't know anyone. He said, mm. let me help you with uh, some documents. Just to go to Turkey, you will find a way and they can get some money for you. Mm. Uh, yeah, he he made and, uh, some documents, makes a very fact document. I can say fact document was the not legal document because uh, Angola is not my country. Mm. He made some fact document and uh, gave me some money like uh, it was uh, two hundred fifty euros dollar mm. that I can I can live in Angola in a Turkey. He did this all for free just to help you because of your story. Yes. He he okay. did this for, for free just to help. Mm. Very nice. Um, mm. And I mean, you must have been worried, like worried about your sister. Did, did you think about going back? And at that time? Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you, you said that, I mean, you said that you lost your sister, right? Mm. So mm. Um, how, you know, when you were back in Congo, how long did you spend trying to find your sister? I I didn't go back in the Congo. When I leave mm -hmm. Congo, when we separate me and my sister, we go each yeah. way. I didn't yeah. go back to Congo because yeah. how, uh, how... because it was uh, always dangerous for for me to go back to Congo. Yeah. How how old was your sister at the time? How many years? Uh, my sister was, uh, she was 20 years old. Okay. I see. That makes more sense. She's 20. So you knew that she could fit. She had to figure it out on her own. She had to find her yeah. own way out. Okay. Mm. I see. Um, okay. So then you, you, you got the fake documents. you you got a plane ticket. You flew to Turkey. I'm guessing Istanbul. Istanbul. Um, and what did you, what, what, what was it like? getting like landing in the airport there what, what did mm. you do when you got to the airport oh when i got to the airport i i when i get out of when i arrive in the airport they pass me i pass and i get out of airports i took the the metro to istanbul mm. and i took the mm. bus i didn't know where i'm going yeah i haven't yes i haven't i had no idea to where i'm going and then where mm. I'm going to stay. Afternoon, it was afternoon time. 
And then when I arrive in the center of city, I try to see if I can see any black and black people or or someone from Africa. I never seen anyone from Africa, and they try to check and I try to to ask people who speaking who speak English. No, not English. It's uh just the way I was uh, trying to to connect with people was difficult because no one that. Who speak English? And at that time, I don't speak any English. I don't know any English, only French. Mm. And uh, mm. I try to yes, I try to approach some people to ask them where I can find a place to rent and sleep, like hotel. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, the people, the people show me the hotel. I see an hotel there, and they ask the man. He asked me, "How long are you gonna stay here in this hotel?" I say I will be staying mm. for long, but I don't have enough money for now. I want something to rent to stay for long. He say I can help you to check for you some places and internet. And he found in a room from uh, a man is a Turkey man. And the man I go mm. to the house, I asked him, and they told me you have to give advance of one uh, hundred dollar so you can stay here so you can pay. Each each time when you found you found a way to get money, I say mm -hmm. okay, thank you very much. I would like to find a job and stay here in your house, and they will pay you without problem. I stay in his house three weeks after, and I was all the time, many times praying and night. And uh, he was hearing my prayer. He said, "You are Christian believer." I say, "Yes, I am. I'm a Christian." I say, okay, that's uh, that's very good that you are a believer. But uh, I suggest you to come with me and my and the mosque. You know the mosque. To come Mos with mosque. me. We say in English. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, <clears throat> he said you should come with me. I say I'm Christian. It's not good for me to come in a mosque because uh, there is other way. Of life of believing and the Christianity also is other ways of life and the believing. He said, "No, you have to come if you don't want." He told me two times. I didn't like. The third times he said, "If you don't want to, to become a Muslim man, you have to get out of my house." Mm. I say, "Why your house is? Even I'm a Christian. I'm no house, but I'm paying your house. I pay the rent. Yeah. I want to pay the yeah. rent. So why yeah. I have to get out of of your house just because I don't I don't want to to convert it to become a uh, Christian man?" He said, yeah. "Yes, because I don't like uh, Christian people here, and the prayer that you make in my house it's uh, disturbing me all the time that." I don't like to hear the prayer from my in my house. Mm. And that day, it was in the night. He forced me to get out of of his house, and uh, I respect. I get out of his house. When I mm. get out of his house, I had no place to go, no place to go to sleep. Mm. I was just working with my my document in my hand and the nothing else, and the someone I had in my my. My hands, uh -huh. like a fifty fifty dollar, and then mm. I was working at night. 
and I found in a place like in a store in the the markets, the road markets. And I sit there. Mm -hmm. Yes, I sit there. And uh, after a few hours, I saw for people working. Like it was like three or four a.m., five a.m. I see people working mm -hmm. in the road. A lot of people. I see also black people, and uh, and uh, mm -hmm. Asian people. They was they they was uh, Rossi, uh, Syrian people and the Pakistan people. And mm -hmm. I go to them. I ask them, uh, "Where are you going?" The first of all, I give them my name, and I ask them, "Where are you going?" They say, "We don't know where we are going, but you can just come with us. We don't have place also to stay here in in, in the Turkey." And I follow them. We mm -hmm. start working. We get the forest. We had like a one one week in the forest. We are working in the forest. We mm -hmm. don't know where we go. No way. Mm. We have we were mm. sleeping in in the forest. Sometimes we get out of some villages that we were. We can buy the bread, everything, and uh, continue our way. It was a uh, mm. very 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 cold. It was in the winter. Mm. Very cold. Mm. Nothing enough to eat. We were supering very, and. Uh, one day we get out of forest we see the sea between the mm. sea the big sea that's separating turkey and uh greece mediterranean sea yeah mm. Mm. mediterranean we saw some people wait uh, the boat yeah. we we saw them wait mm. the boat and then we go to, to them we ask them if they can help us they ask us where we are come from we say we come from Turkey. Yeah. We come from Turkey, Istanbul. We don't know where we are going. Mm. We hear about uh, this place we can cross to go to another country, like the country called Greece. But we don't know which way we had mm. to pass and they cross to Greece. They mm. said, yes, we almost helping some people who have uh, difficult, uh, difficulty and uh, they come from other countries. And they found us here often. We help them to cross them, and but they pay us money. And there was mm. my, the team that people was was working white. They had money. Some of them had money, mm. and they paid for the boat. Uh, the people was asking each of the each of us to pay. And when they asked me, mm. I had no money. I say I don't have. I have no money. I have nothing. Just working with with my hand, mm -hmm. and I had a nothing on my hand. I have a throw the document because this document I can't use. I can't do anything white. I just throw the document. Yeah. I yes, I I told them I don't have money. They say okay, no problem. We can help you. This is your chance, mm -hmm. and they help me. I get inside the mm -hmm. boat. It was very dangerous for us and very difficult to cross. They crawled mm. to cross the Mediterranean from from Izmir to, yeah. to Mytilene. We had like uh, three hours of crossing because the way was very difficult. And after that, we saw the police, Turkey police, they were following us. It was mm. a chance that 
was the chance that we be, we arrive in the border between between yeah. Greece between Greece Mytilene yeah. and uh, Turkey Istanbul we already crossed the border so the police couldn't continue to follow us as usually Greek uh, Greek police when they saw us and they follow us they yeah. come and they let me, let me let me let me share let me share the picture of the boat for the for the viewers because I think most people, you know, they don't, they're not quite, it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't quite imagine, I think, how it actually is. So let me share the screen of the, uh, yeah, the boat is not normal boat. The boat is, uh, yeah, is the way the hair, hair boat. Whoop. You, you can, you can show maybe from, from YouTube. You will yeah. see them. Yeah. I'll show the YouTube or, or Google. Yeah. Let's do that. E to Greece. G. Let's see if I can show them show you two here like this yeah yes this one this one i hear uh, congolese people are speaking lingala mm. yeah okay continue continue yes when uh greek police they they come to get us out of this boat uh, very dangerous boat and uh, bring us to to the camp as you see they are checking if you have uh, anything dangerous we arrive in a camp the same night they bring us and uh, they register all names uh, their names and they give they give us the place to sleep in a tent the small tent in the camp in moria we arrive in mm. moria yes mm. Yes, and after yeah. that they register all of us the name. We were like uh, fifty-eight people, and this mm. boat that you see. Wow. Mm. Um, yeah. So the refugee camp is called Moria, and I think um, that's where I met you in in February. Yes. But you you did not speak any English, basically zero, right? Only French, zero. Only French. Only French. And mm. so I remember I got, I got, I got stationed <clears throat> at like level. Do you remember if you were level two? The, the I was, first, the first level three. Yes, or, I, I was a level two. No, no, level, level one. Two, right? Level, level one. one. Yes. Okay. So I got stationed level one pretty early, I think, in my when I got there, and uh, I guess for the viewers, so so that they know what what's going on. Mm. I, I was uh, volunteering with the well, with an organization called YWAM. Euro, Euro Relief. We, we, we were working mm. with Euro Relief, and we were mm. basically Euro Relief. And um, they would use us to be security guards at the, at the gate mm. and also to distribute the food to mm -hmm. make sure that no one gets two. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. And, Remember, everybody used to they they used to always want more more croissants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're not they're not even real. They're not no. even real croissants. They're no terrible more. croissants. <laughs> one apple, one apple, one croissant, <laughs> and the one bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, oh yeah, the water bottle. It's never been easy life. It was very bad. Do you remember the, remember those pita breads? The pita the the flat bread. Uh huh. I remember. It was, it was, 
terrible bed. <laughs> it yeah. It was all hard. Um, exactly. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, when you, mm. you know, I met you there and you didn't speak English at the time. So you were trying to explain to me your story. Mm. And I remember you, you were kind of trying to describe it was, you had like maybe a few English words. You said it, it was dark. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you go like you, you were using your your you're miming the things you had you're blindfolded, and mm. you said that you and your sister had blood, and mm-hmm. you were you were you were crawling. Yes. I remember you explaining to me that you were crawling. We, I, I remember we we were using Google Translate on the phone. Mm. Yeah, yes, that time. it was still very yeah. difficult. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was still very difficult, but I remember mm. trying to use my phone. When I'm thinking about this. I remember you explaining you were crawling. Mm. Now that you can speak English, I want to mm. know, were you saying that you were crawling in your house when when they broke into your house? Or are you saying, do you remember what that when you were crawling? Was that in the forest or was that in your house? I, I was crawling in my house. I was crawling that time in the house. I see. Because, mm. I mean, they barged in. They, 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 they beat you. They put you on the ground, blindfolded mm. you. So if I remember correctly, you were crawling. Well, now that I kind of understand more, you were crawling because, um, so they, they didn't tie you up. Did they tie you up or did they let you go? Did they, they untie you later? They, they didn't tell me up. Okay. So they were just mm. pointing gun, pointing guns at you. Yes. And, um, they um so were you crawling because they they had stabbed you or were you crawling because you just were in despair what, what do you what happened yeah i was crawling they stabbed me and uh what what all that was happening at that time the same time and then my dad also and yeah. then my sister also was she was scrolling in her rooms there was a forcing her there and all that mm-hmm. makes me to to scrolling Mm, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess I want to show the viewers a little bit of Moria. So I'm going to show them um, a clip that we have of, of the Moria refugee camp. Maybe, um, well, I guess we could go on YouTube, but I'll, I'll, I'll share them the, the, the one that I have yeah. from here. So, yeah, this is level one. The level one? Mm-hmm. And we were manning these gates so to control who could come in and out based on their identity. Now, this is more crowded than it normally is, but, but there were lots of different places that were coming. A lot of people must have been arriving at this time. It's very crowded. Anyway, there are more, there are more videos of, of Moria on YouTube that people can look at. But um, Okay, and how long did you spend in Moria? Uh, and Moria, I spent like nine months, and uh, you know, life in Moria was uh, was difficult. Uh, even I saw some question you asked me about uh, how was life in Moria, and always I arrived until to help people also because mm-hmm. I volunteered in Irodelif. Yeah, yeah, as a food food distributor, distributor. Mm-hmm. And Moria life was uh, very, very hard, not easy. 
because you can't you can't do anything kind mm. of food that we we were eating food is uh, we were living and the way that inhuman way it's worse than the the, the way that an human can live and a be mm. human being can live the conditions mm. was uh, very very bad mm. and uh, i was all the time stressed i was all the time very traumatic nothing to do and uh, this is why i I decided to start doing sports in Moria. When mm. I arrived in Moria, I they bring me in the hospital with the organization. I did some a lot of exams and the MRI for my the 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 wind I had in my body. And mm. when I feel too well, I get too well healthy. I started doing sports. I started mm. doing sports, and I saw that. I have a time and I have nothing to do because this is a camp. You have nothing to do, nowhere to go. And uh, I approached Eurodelief. I asked them if I can be volunteer to help for food distribution. I see. Um, yeah. You, you, yeah, you, you volunteered because you wanted, you know, you didn't have much to do, so you wanted to help out. You're, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember you mm. volunteering for Eurodelief. Um, mm. What was I going to ask? Uh, oh, I was going to ask you, you know, you said that you were traumatized, obviously, from this experience. What were some of the symptoms that you experienced from the trauma? Uh, let me, sorry, let me speak more slowly. Mm. You said that you were traumatized, you know, mm -hmm. they killed your dad and you had a very tough experience, tortured. What were the symptoms? What, what were you experiencing as a result of the trauma? Did you like, like, you know, you're crying, you know, you have, did you have shakes? Did you have nightmares? What were the things that happened to you I, after I, this? I, I was, uh, yeah. I was having nightmares often. I can say every week because uh, I was thinking in a lot every day, was thinking same thing, thinking about my sister. I don't mm. hear any, any, Anything that's from he, from her, and then nobody that I can ask about my sister, mm. and all that uh, thinking about my stuff, the story, or everything happened on her house. You know, mm. yeah. I arrived in Moria the same year, and the same yeah. year that uh, it's it's the same year that I experienced all this stuff happening. Mm. I was having yeah. a very nightmare. Often. Wow, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. Were you having nightmares about that night? Yes, I was having that okay. night. How long? Mm. How long did it take before the nightmares started to go away? Uh the nightmares started to try to go away when when I, I see the psychologist. Mm. The organization helped me to to bring me to a psychologist. I had mm. some advance and. Uh, when I started helping Eroli Leaf and helping people for food distribution and other stuff, mm. and uh, mm. the psychologist told me to be around people all the time, being with people, mm. with friends, and I started mm. also taking Greek lessons in the camp and Moria. Mm. All that helped mm. me to to, yeah. to feel well. Yeah. 
Good. So, um, yeah, that's I, that's something I, get, I think a good learning lesson is that helping others can help you too, right? Mm, mm. It helped me too. Did did they did they ever do EMDR? Do you know what EMDR? Did they ever do EMDR for you? The MDR. Uh, it's like a trauma a trauma um, healing uh, technique where they they have you follow their something with your eyes and then you mm-hmm. think about the event. Did they ever do yes. that to you or no? I, I did. I did it. It was the exams. I did it from from the hospital. Mm, mm. I see. Um. Anyway, I guess uh, that maybe we could talk about that some other time. I um, I think the night that I met you, you asked me for for money, or maybe even a cell phone. I I don't remember. Did, it's, did it's, it's, I I helped I helped you get a cell phone, right? Yeah, the the phone the 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 money asked you was uh to get a smartphone to to mm. have a Facebook to to find my sister mm. to try to find my sister on Facebook. And were you able to find her? Yes, right? Yes, I did. From someone from, from someone who I found. And uh, this person, I, he have uh, the contact from Congo. And I put him in contact mm-hmm. with someone from Congo. Yeah. And then when you called, when you called your sister for the first time, can you, can, you, can you talk about that? The first time you called your sister, what was that conversation like? Uh, I didn't... When I was in Moria, I didn't find my sister when I was in Moria. Even when, wow, wow. yes, when I bought, I, I bought this, this smartphone that the money you gave me to find a smartphone, mm-hmm. I was just in touch with someone from Congo. This mm-hmm. was a guy from camp. He put him in, in contact with someone from Congo. And I was mm-hmm. having a chat with this person all the time when mm-hmm. I was in a camp. But yeah. all this time was like uh, six months. We mm. just chatting, and uh, he never found my. Where is my sister? This person mm. never found my sister. Just when I get out of Congo, I go to Thessaloniki. Uh, out of of camp, I go mm. to to Thessaloniki, where they send me to the government to Thessaloniki to send us Thessaloniki for the surgery that I had two surgery. Mm. So after my surgery, I hear the news from the guy from Congo. He's a Christian guy too. He helped me. He found my mm-hmm. sister from another city, and it was in a village. I think mm-hmm. I have the, the the photos of my sister from village. I don't know if I lost them from all the phone. I think I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy he found my sister and the, another from another city and village. From that time. I had a contact with my sister and my sister, she has no phone. She had no phone. We were speaking with uh, the man, the guy's phone. Mm. Mm. I see. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys eventually got in touch um, and that she's safe. That's, that's the most important thing. Okay. So now you, you know, you, you got to Thessaloniki well, and for those who are listening, Thessaloniki is the same as Thessalonica from the Bible. Um, mm. And um, what what happened after that? After Thessaloniki? After Thessaloniki? Yeah. What 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 was it? What was your plan? What happened? I couldn't leave 
Moria camp. The reason mm. that they came in Thessaloniki and the city, it was for the surgery. The mm. yeah, the authority, Greek authority said, I can't say, I can't stay in the camp because uh, my heart condition was bad. Mm. Yes, I needed to do the surgery. That's why they sent I me. In a, they sent me in Thessaloniki and they, they gave me an apartment to stay. I did yeah. a two surgery, 2018. Mm. And uh, mm. when I finished my surgery, they told me just to stay in the city, in the Thessaloniki, to wait for my asylum decision. Mm. And I was waiting for my asylum decision after surgery. Two years, two years after, they give me answer that I was rejected. Oh my, man! Yes, my my asylum was not uh, accepted, and they found a lawyer. They gave me the lawyer. They said, "We, well, you have to find the lawyer and uh, to do the interview again." The reason was I was rejected because uh, I was not clear when I gave I got my story because that time I forget a lot of stuff, lot of things. I had a trauma, psychology problem. My memory was like losing, losing other things. Yeah. I don't know what to mm. say. I don't know what to explain. And uh, it yeah. was for me. I, I don't want to remember and uh, tell the people in the interview that everything happened to my dad. I was afraid. I was just mm. feeling like when I tell someone about my dad, I feel like this problem is happening now again. And they rejected. Mm. They said, do the interview again and uh, be clear and uh, speak well, because now it's two years uh, that the problem happened. Mm -hmm. I, we think that you can feel free to tell us everything. And uh, mm -hmm. I do the interview again. After mm -hmm. nine months, they answer me that uh, your asylum is greater. You have asylum. You have international protection. You can stay in Europe. You can go in Europe, wherever you want to go, any country, but you will mm. never go back to Congo mm. because Congo is a dangerous for you. And they told mm. them, what about my sister? Because I have to bring my sister. She's my sister. She have to come here with me. And uh, they, they gave me answer. This is nothing they can do. I have to do it myself. This is the answer. Mm. The government, the authority can't do anything from here. You have to do yourself when your yeah. life is stable. Mm. Yeah. Does your sister uh, want to still want to come to Europe or no? Uh, sorry? Does Where your sister want to come to Europe now? Does she want to come to Europe now or no? Yeah, she, she wants because she's not, she's not uh, stable there and her life is uh, not really good. She want to come, but the possibilities mm. uh, it's only me who can help her to get out of to get her out mm. of Congo. So I can't do anything. I see. Okay. Um, after you got your asylum, then what? Uh, when I get my asylum, I try to find a job to to find something that I can do to live to support my living costs. And uh, that time it was uh, very difficult for, for me to speak, to, to find a job because I don't speak language. I don't know anything about Greece. 
even they don't even they speak language, but Greece is very difficult for everyone to find opportunity of work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had, I had no money. I had mm -hmm. no money. I had all the ideas that to get out of Greece, to go somewhere or France, wherever I can, to find a job and uh, to live. And I couldn't get out of, of Greece because I mm -hmm. have no money for the ticket. I have no money to go to go where it's where I'm going to live. Mm. Mm. I was just getting help from people. And, uh, you know, I was asking you many times help and uh, from the yeah. church house here. So yeah, Greek, the Greek economy is not very good. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And, and, uh, you, you made it to France. Um, and what was, how, how long were you in France and what was, what was France like? Did you like your experience? What happened there? Yeah. My experience in France, I would like to say that I like France. Mm -hmm. I went there in France, uh, but I couldn't stay and uh, work legally because of documents as uh, a refugee, a resident from Greece. You can still go to work legally in France if you are no citizen yet. You are not allowed to work legally in France. And when I arrived in France, yeah. the idea I had was uh, to to change my documents from from France, like to ask an asylum again, and in France to change the papers, mm -hmm. and they, and they stay in France legally, and they do my life there. As I know. French the civilization and the, the French is the country that I know the language and I am very free for many things that I feel because I speak language very well about the French language. So when I arrived there, mm -hmm. I, I tried to ask to, to do the procedure of asking document to change the document. The government gave me the answer after one year and almost after two years. They give me the answer that uh, we can't give you the documents here because you already get asylum from Greece. You got asylum from Greece, mm -hmm. so we can't do anything. If you want to change your document from Greece to here, is it like we don't respect European Union law? So we can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Found another mm -hmm. way you can live in France. They never, they didn't told me that you have to get out of, of France to go back. They said, if you want to go back, you go back. If you want to stay here, stay here, but you don't have a legal paper to stay here. And uh, I saw that it could be, could be difficult for me to be here in France. And they decided to come back again in Greece. Yeah, sounds like a tough, tough decision. Yeah. Okay, now that you're back in Greece, um, what, are you, what are you hoping for? What are you, do what are you doing for work? Uh, what are you doing in your free time? Well, what I'm doing for free time now is uh, only workout. Workout. I'm very passionate for sport. I was playing mm -hmm. football when I was in the Congo, but I gave up on the football. And now mm -hmm. I'm doing fitness. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like a personal trainer. Like a personal yeah. trainer. I have a few people that I have, I'm coaching here. To mm. earn some money that can help me for my living cost. Not nice. uh, that much people because of language. I don't speak Greek very well. So it's mm -hmm. difficult for me to, peep, 
to convince people to come to me and uh, have coaching because as a coach yeah. you have to to speak a lot to explain the things so many people they don't speak english here so mm. yeah yeah that's hard so what's your what's your so um what's your hope do you hope to become a professional uh trainer do you hope to become a professional bodybuilder what's your what's your goal yeah other things that i i forget to say is uh i'm learning greek also actually now okay. i started yeah i started lessons from in class mm. have having classes mm. i'm learning greek to speak to speak greek very fluent uh the the dream i have is to become a professional professional coach but uh, to become a professional coach i have to go to school the professional training for that mm. Mm. i see not um, not not to bodybuilder because uh i don't know because of uh, my very spiritual life i don't like i never like it to put my body like <laughs> like in a and they do that and they without clothes yeah i never feel i never feel comfortable even if you can see my instagram you never see me wait out of the clothes no so i think it's something better that i feel very passionate is to become professional trainer got it mm. um yeah yeah so i see wow tell me about uh, what's been what's been uh, challenging about about living in in greece um yeah what's been hard about living there what is a challenge yeah what is what's difficult about being in greece do, do you you know are you do you feel lonely do you feel like you know there's no no jobs how do you feel yeah what i i want to say is uh staying living in greece is uh it's not i don't feel comfortable with greece because the face of all what i'm thinking is uh to have a stable life to have a stable life and uh, when i see how Greece system is it is uh, very difficult because uh no opportunity even even you study or you do whatever from for your life it's difficult mm -hmm. to find a job mm -hmm. to find to find a good job for you and mm -hmm. other ways is uh sometimes i feel that like i am i am not very welcome in this country because money things is mm -hmm. very limited it's difficult for you to mm. go forward, to go on. Everything is limit. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Sorry, mm. that's yeah, it's difficult. Um, do you miss the Congo ever? Uh, yes, I miss Congo, but I can't. I can't go back to Congo. <laughs> I can't. Never. Yeah, yeah. Mm. According my passports, my ID. They don't allow me to go. I um, they there was there's this there's this very popular TV show called Attack on Titan that that just ended and um, there was an animal that they featured called an okapi, and people were very confused on on Instagram social media about what this animal was and I looked okapi. it up and okapi yeah and I didn't know what okapi was but I looked it up 
on Google and Wikipedia, and I saw yeah. that this animal is actually endemic to. It's endemic to Congo. Let me just show really quick. This uh, okapi. This okapi. Cool. They um, they mm. only live in Congo. Only in the Congo. Only in the Congo. Um. Yeah. So, um, what I want to do is is you know you you had a had a very tough tough last seven years and um i and i know it's hard to find opportunities and you want to go to school to become physical like a fitness trainer or do something related to pt things like that um maybe sports and um what i want to do is 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 start a fundraiser for you to see if people are willing to contribute towards your education so that you can get a degree in physiology and get more clients, get make your work better, um, have more opportunities and options going forward. So what I'm going to do is start a fundraiser um, on Facebook and um, potentially GoFundMe. I'll have to look into which which ones are better, but we're going to raise some money for you and. Um, help you to get to the next step in your journey. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing your um, story with you, uh, a story with us. And um, last thing I wanted to, to ask you is you've had a very hard, hard journey and I want to know what helped you get through the hard times. How did you keep going? What, what, so uh, please, can I say again? Uh, uh, say it again. I say okay. So, you know how um, you had a, you went through some dark, dark times, very bad times. What helped you to have hope to keep going? It's uh, what's helped me to to keep going is uh, my faith, my faith to God. Mm. It's uh, always making me strong every day, every single day, and uh, I still help, and they have, I still have to, to have a help, hope that uh, one day every everything will be fine, even if mm. it takes long. I know from from my country, from the the event that the pastor, my my dad, and my journey until today. Nothing is better for now. I still struggling hard life, and they're seeing that like nothing is moving. But I keep mm. hoping that one day God will open my way, and I still I still yeah. keeping my faith my faith hope. Wow. Well, that's that's commendable um, that you're able to keep your faith even through these very, very tough challenges. Um, I think here in America, we, we, we don't have the same struggles. I mean, we struggle, but not, we haven't had the same types of tragedies, you know, like, well, at least most of us where, where we're the political unrest gets very violent and, 
you know, you have these warlords, you have rebels coming with AKs mm -hmm. and we have, um, here in America, things are more safe, more stable. There's more opportunities, more jobs, but, um, I'm trying to say that, um, you went through a lot, but you still kept your faith and because of that, you are blessed. And I hope that you know that everything will be fine mm. and be okay. Um, if, if not in this life in the next, um, but we, we want to do whatever we can to, to help you here mm. and now. And so I'm going to ask, um, people listening, people reading, if they can contribute just $10, $20, you know, do whatever they can, because because here we we have so much, and I think that you know if we're not going to give to people like you who are in need, then I mean, what what are we, what are we doing with our money? I mean, do we just want bigger houses, bigger car, like nicer cars? I think that it, you know we we need to help each other out, and mm. and you know there's 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 um you're you're you know you have the need um you know struggling to find job, struggling mm. to get education. And, you know, you want to help your sister get to Europe too. So um, thank you so much, Dominic, for sharing your story with us. I know that um, it hasn't been easy and that these things are not easy to share, um, even even seven years later. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful that we're still friends and that I got to meet you um, and that um, that you're still safe. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Yeah. What I want to say is just uh, thank you very much for for this podcast. And uh, I, I thank the people in advance, the people who will take time to hear this my story. Uh, mm -hmm. I thank them for the time they will get to hear me. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they really think about it, about this, my story. And uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I can say I thank Lord also that I am I am safe. I'm safe even uh, I don't have what I want for from now. But uh, I sleep mm. a week off with this bread and uh, His grace with me and my life, uh, hoping that everything will be fine. Mm. Uh, yes, thank you very much, and I uh, thank you very much, brother. I thank you very much, brother Daniel. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Let's um. Let's 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 close in prayer. Yeah, let's yeah. pray for a bit. Yes. Okay. Heavenly Father, God, we don't know why the world is so broken and why the tragedies that happen happen. I don't think that we will ever comprehend um why things are like this and why you don't help when um when or intervene when these bad things happen. But we trust that you have a plan, that you have a plan to redeem humanity. You have a plan to restore things um, to the way that they should be. And that you have, um, that one day you're, you're, you're going to bring justice. You're going to judge evildoers. You're going to um, bind up the wounds of people who are broken. You're going to heal the broken hearts and you're going to wipe away every tear. God, we look forward to your coming and the day that we will um, 
see why these things happened and um, understand how much you loved us through all of it. God, I pray that uh, you would send aid to Dominic, that you would give him resources that he needs to have the life that he wants, an abundant life, a life that is uh, content and thriving um, and flourishing so that he can bring more glory to you. He can, um, yeah, praise you and give you um, the thanks that uh, for all the things that you're doing. God, we thank you that you've already sent him help. You've already sent him um, resources through the church, um, through fellow believers, through the government, and um, even these strangers, God, who who helped him to find refuge, um, who, who let him um, escape the dangerous situation that he was in. God, we ask that you would continue to have favor on him, um, that you would protect him from the evil one, and that God, um, your love would just be more evident in his life as he continues to pursue you and stay faithful um, and to believe that um, that you, you do have a plan for him and that there is hope. God, we thank you for uh, forgiving us of our wrongdoings. We pray that you would have mercy on um, the evil people who, who killed his, his dad. And um, we pray that, God, that you would bring peace um, in Congo, that we would do our part to not exploit um, the nation um, anymore, that we would, God, do our best to make reparations and just take, take accountability and do whatever we can um, to not contribute to the systemic problems in the world. At the very least, that we would remember the people there, that we would um, give part of our hearts to the concerns of the Congo, and at the very least, have solidarity solidarity in mourning um, and praying for them. Yeah, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Did you want to pray? Yeah, I can pray, but in the French. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a prayer in French. Merci, Seigneur Dieu. Nous te remercions pour ce soir. Seigneur Jésus, nous te glorifions parce que tu es l'amour. Merci pour l'amour que tu nous aimes, Seigneur. Je prie pour euh, le frère Daniel qui a pris cette idée, cette initiation de faire, de faire euh, cette émission au Père. Et je laisse entre tes mains et que ça soit quelque chose qui va fonctionner dans le cœur des personnes qui peuvent écouter cette histoire. Seigneur Jésus, nous te remercions pour ton amour infiniment, ton amour qui n'a pas les conditions, Père. Merci de m'avoir protégé dans les dangers pendant mon histoire, la peur de mes parents, Seigneur, et ma sœur. Seigneur, je suis Christ et nous te glorifions, Seigneur, parce que tu es toujours là avec nous. Peu importe tout ce qui nous arrive dans nos vies, Seigneur Jésus, tu es toujours là et pour nous garder dans la foi et d'être toujours dans la bonne relation avec toi. Sois loué, sois glorifié, Seigneur Jésus. Merci toujours, Seigneur Jésus. Et pour tout ce qui se passe dans nos vies, les difficultés, les problèmes, les situations difficiles et tout. Mais tu es toujours Dieu, tu restes toujours Dieu. Tu es toujours au-dessus de tout cela. Mais Seigneur, toi-même, tu sais des raisons pour lesquelles tout cela nous arrive dans nos vies. 
Et nous gardons toujours la foi en toi. Nous avons toujours l'espoir et la foi en toi, Seigneur. Je te remercie ce soir pour ce moment que tu nous as accordé de partager toutes ces pensées et mon histoire, Seigneur, en ton nom puissant. Et je laisse les personnes qui vont écouter, Seigneur, entre tes mains. En ton nom, Seigneur Jésus-Christ, je te demande de bénir Frère Daniel qui m'a toujours aidé, Seigneur, dans les prières et financièrement, Seigneur Jésus-Christ. Je laisse sa vie entre tes mains. Tu l'as béni pour l'initiation qu'il a pris de faire cette émission. Je te remercie, Seigneur. En ton nom puissant, Père, je dis Amen. All right. Um, I love you and stay on because we need to finish this upload. So yeah. I'm going to stop recording.